0: 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4,
1: 3, 2, 1. Live from London, this is the Late Show with Genevieve Bent on Teachers Talk Radio.
2: Good evening, it's 8 pm. Welcome to the Late Show with me, Genevieve Bent, and I'm here with you until 9:30 pm this evening. Coming up, we'll be discussing self-care and how you practice self-care whilst being a teacher and working in education. It's Friday evening. This is Teachers Talk Radio and we are live.
1: Live from London, this is The Late Show with Genevieve Bent on Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live on the Podbean app or desktop player. Just head over to www.podbean.com slash lsw ttradio or search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TTRadio.
2: Good evening, it's Genevieve Bent here with you for The Late Show, but this time it's not a Thursday, it is a Friday evening. I've got a completely different change of schedule, but before we get into that, I do want to remind you to follow the hashtag TT Radio, but of course we've got a brand new Twitter handle that is at TT Radio 2022, no longer 2021 um, it is a new year, so of course we are moving with the times. And of course, you can connect with me personally at Vive Right. If you are listening back to the radio show, please do still follow the hashtag, still connect with us at TT Radio Twenty Twenty. and of course, still connect with me at Veve Right. And if you are listening live, or you're joining me listening live, entering the live studio this evening, of course, if you call in, you can win yourself a Teachers Talk Radio mug. Evening to Tom who has entered the live studio. Thank you, Tom, for joining this evening. Um, Thomas said, well remembered, I forgot my own (laughs) account. Yes, of course, we are moving with the times, we're moving with the brand new year. So it's 2022, people. Um yeah live it large I guess. Um but yes, how are you? How are you doing? Um again, if you're listening live or or you're in the live studio right now, please do say hello. Let me know how um how you've been, how your week has been, um and also if you're working in a school, of course, how your back to school has been. Um it feels like we did go back to school ages ago. And I've been tweeting, talking about how tired I am. It literally feels like we started forever ago. And good evening to Gabriella, who's entering the live studio. Lovely to have you with us, Gabriella. Um, And thank you to Noam, who shared the live show. Good evening, Noam. Lovely to have you here as well. Um, But yeah, it feels like we started forever ago. But realistically, it was just last week. I was thinking about this, this evening. I was like, how long ago did we start term? Was it two weeks? Um, and I guess you could call it two weeks, but we did go back last week um, and it just feels like it was so much longer than that. Um, but I do have to say, and I think I wasn't the only one who, who felt this way, but I, I needed that rest. I needed that Christmas break. And even though it felt like ages ago, it was the first break in ages that I did no work or v- at least very little work. Um, and I did tweet next to zero work um, because... It's not something that I'm, I'm, you know, showing off about or anything, but I genuinely feel like we needed the rest as educators. It was a very difficult, challenging um, term, but also specifically half term, especially the last two weeks. I don't know about anyone else or anyone else's schools or colleges, but we had so many staff that were out due to COVID, um, like contracting the, the virus, let alone kids and everything like that. So it was a really challenging term and that's specifically the last two days it was literally cover here cover there duty here duty there I I think I did one Wednesday where I did every single duty that day so it was before school duty first break duty second break duty first lunch second lunch after school Um, and it was yeah it was absolutely manic Um, so I was very pleased that actually I, i pretty much went the two weeks without doing any work and as soon as the back to school really settled in and you know felt a little bit guilty as we do and um, I finally decided to just get some work done and bite the bullet. Um, so yes but I do want to know how your back to school has been. I, I think a lot of teachers and, and school staff are, are feeling the same, they are very very tired already and it hasn't helped that we've had crazy weather like genuinely crazy weather we it has been um freezing cold freezing i think it was minus two early one early morning this week certainly today was absolutely like just crazy um so that that has definitely added to the whole back to school tiredness thing and made it like a thousand times even more Back to schooly, if that if that's a term, if that's a word. Um, if you are in the live studio, please do let me know how you've been getting on. Please do also share the show, of course, and connect with us at TT Radio Twenty Twenty Two. So, we are talking about self care, as I said in today's opening credits. But before I talked about that, I did want to talk about the recent, um, no recent news about. So her name was Ashton Murphy. Um could barely speak there, Ashton Murphy. Um, RIP Ashling. She was a 23-year-old so young school teacher who was, you know, um she was found dead on Wednesday afternoon after going for a run um in Co Offaly. Um, I hope I'm saying that okay in Ireland. Um you know, she was found, you know, going for a run minding her own business on an afternoon and yes so her, her life was taken so of course R.I.P. Ashling, um, and I just wanted to talk about that I did tweet about it yesterday but it just makes me feel really really ill um, and of course when it she's a young woman so there's that sort there's that link that connection that you that I would feel that many of us feel but also the fact that she's a teacher as well and she was a school teacher you know doing one of the most important jobs in the world and you know it's just another one and um, Tom you've texted in saying yes a terrible incident completely terrible and of course it mirrors um, Sabina Nessa, who was taking, taken just a few months before in September who was also a, a young school teacher, 28 at the time, um, in Kidbrook, South East London so, London, so very close to where um, I grew up. And so very similar cases, um, just very, very sad. Like I said, the connection there with them both being young women, but also both being school teachers. And it just, I guess it brings, brings people to a place of solidarity and, you know, shock and horror um, together at something so horrible happening. Um, so I did wanna touch on that. And of course there has been, you know, some campaigns going on over, especially since Sabina um, occurred, um, well, since last year and in, in 2020, wasn't it really? And very much talking about um, where the accountability needs to be taught um, so I just wanted to touch on that because obviously it is it is a huge thing at the moment and, and very, very sad. So, yes, may they both RIP and, um, you know, th- this needs to be. This needs to be something that we all come together to think about and t- to find solutions to, because it is very, very, very sad. And of course, it's all about we're talking about women's safety here. Um, but. Yes, so I wanted to touch on that, of course, but thinking about today's show, I was just doing the normal TES reading, having a look online, um, as you do, Uh, and before I even talk about self-care, there was an article, I think Mark put it, Mark Enser. I'm sure we all know who he is, um, Twitter celeb, a little bit like Tom Rogers, and Tom did text in saying back to schooly. Yes, I definitely agree. It's a word, Tom. Um, word phrase, should I say. Teaching online at the moment is so much easier in my view, but some hate it and some love it. Yes, that definitely does split um it's it splits people, doesn't it? Really, down the middle. Some love it, some hate it, as you said. I am for it when it comes to safety and you know, health and safety. I am but then at the same time, thinking about the, the students and many of them who didn't interact or many of them who find it difficult to, for whatever reason, of course, being in school is is the best place in in, in a lot of cases. But I'm I'm easy. I mean, either way. <laughs> um, Thank you. So he's texted in again saying you made me laugh at your tweet a few days ago about the student you stopped in the corridor and they said you're so extra. Yeah so I tweeted yesterday I was in the corridor and um, doing my lunch duty and we have a uh, no entry double doors and it's runs it's near the main hall so that there's there might be exams going on in there and there has been exams this week for anyone who's a Tech Cambridge technical teacher there was exams all week this week um, and and one of the students wanted to go pasty, and I'm boy, and I said, "No, no entry. Why are you so extra? Why is everyone so extra?" I said, "Yes, I'm extra. I'm very extra." I said, "I'm extra. This whole school is extra. We're all extra." <laughs> I mean, yeah. That did not rub him the right way. He did not say anything and he walked off the, uh, in the other direction as he could have done in the first place. So if anyone was being extra, he was the extra one for standing there asking me why I'm extra. Um, yeah, but yeah, I will take that. I will take the fact that I'm extra, okay? I don't mind. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, the phrase is funny. It's something that I grew up with. I say it to my mum all the time my sister said it's it's just a thing um but talking about mark ens's article so anyone who's listening back you may you you're probably going to tes log in and see it but he talked about productivity and um trying to cut down the the or trying to change the way we work so that we're not constantly bombarded with things and of course as a teacher it's always what's next. Even when we've done one thing, it's always the next thing. It's always the thing after that. And it's a never ending list as we know. And we know that's the thing um, being someone who works in the adult world and called adulting, but actually um, just thinking about um, his book, his, his take on it. Um, and he, he said, he sees the futility of productivity um, and I have to agree, I have to agree with that completely because he said, the harder you work, the more work there is. And honestly, I feel like that has dawned on me over the last couple of months, especially um, I have spent over a year, I have spent over a year doing both head of sixth form and head of science role. So um, I used to be a head of science. I've moved into head of, I took over the sixth form, been growing that. Um, so and that's when I became SLT and I I started doing both and recently um, I'm focusing on the head of sixth form role of course and honestly the more you work the more there is to do and I think someone said it to me when I first started teaching the better you are at your job the more they give you to do and genuinely I do think that's the case Um, and the more you try to save time the less you enjoy doing anything with it and sometimes I'm in my office and Um, I'm work, you know just working on my PPA time and it it, yeah it's a little bit insane head of science and head of sixth form was actually it was it was non-stop non-non-non-stop um but the sometimes you just sit in sit at your desk at the computer and sometimes you just need to breathe um because no matter how much you do there's always so much more to do and he says as a result of of seeing the futility of productivity, that they they are he's willing to spend time working out realistically what can actually get done and prioritizing those things. And I think we all go into um, certainly when we start a new academic year, we say we're going to prioritize, we're going to work smarter, we're not going to work harder. And then the school day takes over, the school year takes over, and we sort of forget about the way that we intended to work. And he just, he just basically says that recognizing that no matter how hard he works, he will never get the job done. And I think that's something that I'm going to take on board, that no matter how much I do, I'm still not going to get it done. And that is going to make me feel less of a way about things. Um, I still aim to be productive. I still aim to get everything done. I just need to stop maybe putting so much pressure on myself, and I think this goes for most of us, all of us in education, that we need to stop putting pressure on ourselves and and also feeling guilty about saying no to things when we, just, when we just can't do it. And all we can personally do is decide for ourselves what we focus on, what we don't focus on or spend any time on and sometimes say no to, and what can wait a little bit longer. and And I guess over time, um if we continue to have that mindset m- mindset maybe that's something that we will actually um get better at so yeah it was a really good article and I do recommend it so for anyone who has joined the live studio I am talking about Mark Entz's new article which I think he posted um, was sorry posted on TES online today so it's hot off the press aren't you lucky um Yes, and anyone who is entering the live studio, please do say hello and let me know who you are. Listen, I think Linda has entered the live studio. Linda, one of my previous guests, um, a talented maths mastery lead. Um, hi, evening Linda, if you're listening, and anyone else who is listening, please do call, um, text in, and let me know how you are. Um, good evening, good evening, Linda. So. That article just leads me nicely into thinking about today's main topic and that is about self-care. I have got a caller. Oh, no, I haven't got a caller. If you do call in, you get to win a mug. You are very lucky you will get to win a mug. Um, But I have got a special guest calling this evening. Um, calling in this evening, joining me this evening. Her name is Mary O'Kello and I'm really looking forward to speaking with her. I'm not sure if she's in the live studio yet, but I look forward to having a good chat about self-care. This might actually be her. So what is self-care? I think it's a phrase that we have come across many, many times, especially in the last couple of years since the word came into play. Um, But self-care, an important component really of our mental health, let's be honest. Um, And it it might look, and it definitely, not might, it definitely looks different to different people. Um, But I think it's become, it's taken on more wind um, as we realise that actually educators, we know how important we are. We've seen the extent of our importance and actually prioritising ourselves. So thinking about Um, the definition of self-care so six elements to self-care is what I read from an institute of mental illness and that was physical psychological emotional spiritual social and professional now I have got a caller on the line I wonder if that is Mary hi
0: good evening it's Mary evening Mary how are you evening
2: I am well tired well well, yeah (laughs) It's really nice to have you on. I feel like um I already know you. Ah. <laughs> um so we're talking about self-care this evening, of course. I'm gonna let you introduce yourself in just a moment. Um, but we're just defining self care for listeners, and I guess as an educator, it becomes more important because we've got it's just a never-ending list and um, so thomas texted in saying what is mary's twitter genevieve mary do you want to text in um your twitter handles that people can follow you
0: yes my oh, twitter handle is princess akello thank you so mary if
2: anyone wants to follow me please feel free please follow her follow her follow her um (laughs) linda is also texting and saying hi mary um and sounds very enthusiastic about that hi linda (laughs) um so like i said never a never-ending list of jobs to do and sometimes often we can feel drained um and often we don't make enough time for ourselves in a day um and not just thinking about trends of self-care but actually thinking about what is it we need to do to care for ourselves. So Mary, it's great to have you with us and with listeners this evening. Do you want to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your journey in education?
0: Yes. Um, Good evening, everybody. Um, My name is Mary Okello. I am a primary school teacher. Um, I currently teach year three. Um, I've been teaching for quite a while and especially what you said about uh, mental health is something that is very, very dear to me, and it's, I feel self-care is a key component of in terms of looking after your mental health. So it's something I'm very passionate about. I'm very passionate about um, my own mental health, the mental health of anyone that is working within the education system, and also the mental health of young people and also children, so pupils and students. I think it's very, very important.
2: Lovely. Yeah thank you so much it really does sound like you are the right person for this show because (laughs) you sound very passionate about mental health and well-being I'm currently
0: doing um a run so I'm currently running for charity at the moment so yeah in for mental health and for young people and adults so sports in mind so if you do follow me and you want to donate it's on my twitter feed
2: so absolutely. Yeah. I will yeah. be donating this <laughs> evening. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So please do go follow. And if you are wanting to support that, um, then yes, go and sponsor Mary. Um, but thinking about the mental health of young people and well being of young people, um, I know we're talking about teachers this evening, but actually that is a that is something important. I'd love for you to, for you to share a little bit more about that later on. Yeah. We had um, so with my sixth formers, we had a session today actually and um we've teamed up with a discover team which is part of the nhs south london and maudsley Mm -hmm. um trust and Mm -hmm. they delivered a mental health and well-being session looking at stress um like managing stress and managing anxiety thinking about well-being so really self i guess self-care for us is also about how that feeds into the children that we teach every day as well
0: yes definitely it's yeah I always think of, um, I think of self-care, um, that I use the analogy of a plant. Mm. And when you have a plant, you water the plant, you mm-hmm. nurture the plant, you take care of it. Um, if you know that it needs sunlight, if it needs water, um, you need to think of yourself as that plant. And mm-hmm. you need to water yourself, you need to nurture yourself you need to make sure that you are getting the right nutrients because it's important because if you're not doing that, then you're going to wither away and the same way the plant
2: will slowly wither away as well. Yes. Yes, definitely powerful. So I guess, I mean, you sort of went into it a little bit, but what would be your definition of self-care then? Because when I was looking at self-care definitions myself, we saw, I saw the six, um, I guess, the six components of that. But how would you define self-care, Mary?
0: Um, When I think of self-care, I think of it, it looks different to everyone. But I think ultimately, to me, it's caring for yourself. Not only, some people think self-care means um, getting your nails done Mm. or buying yourself a pair of shoes. Mm. It looks different to everyone. Someone's self-care for them could be not using social media for an evening that's how I care so it's making sure that you are cared for in the best way possible but it's allowing self your own definition to be your own definition I know for myself um I really enjoy fitness um so I know that one thing I always say is when I run or I go to gym or whatever it's I'm showing up for myself and that's me showing that I care because I'm in care of myself yeah
2: perfect um I love that so it's showing up for yourself that's a really important quote I think we use the term showing up for other people all the time but showing up for yourself is so so important
0: yeah it comes in different forms um self-care making sure you get enough sleep very important um exercise alone quiet time having that time where you spend time with yourself it could be just Watching a show, listening to a podcast, reading a book, but it's your time and it means something to you. Having bound healthy boundaries. If you say that you're not going to work past five o'clock, let your cutoff time be five o'clock. Yeah, Don't burn yourself out. Allowing yourself to also have time if you uh, to be creative, do things that you enjoy, things that mm. you enjoy.
2: yeah. Mm. Lovely. I love that. Um, I think there's so many different things that are unique to individuals, but I want to know about you then. So how you talked about fitness and, um, you know, being physically fit, how do you take care of yourself? And so what would be your preferred ways of of, of doing so?
0: Um, So with me, um, because I feel as a teacher, we pour I pour out a lot. I feel um mm. I've I pour out a lot so all that I'm pouring out I need to then pour back into myself and the only way that I can do that is if I have quiet time. So I allow myself to have time in the day. It's usually for example if I do run or I am doing some fitness some sort of um fit, um activity yeah it's my time I won't, my phone, no one can contact me. That is my time. And it allows me, that's the time when I think. So I'm with my thoughts. I can think clearly. I can meditate. I can set my intentions for the day. So I can think about what kind of day I want to have. And that means if anything has happened the day before, it's a new day. So I know, and that's how I take care of myself. And I always say to myself, I'm showing up for myself.
3: and um,
0: I remember I felt there was a point where I wasn't taking care of myself. So I made a list of things that I was going to do each month for myself. And these things are different. Some one month I've got on the list that I will buy myself a new book. Another month it's buy myself um, a um, perfume, Mm. meet up with um, a friend or a family member, or even if I'm not able to meet up, calling them and speaking to them me and my friends sometimes we facetime with our mugs of tea if we're unable to (laughs) and then that's that's me showing self-care because i'm allowing myself to interact and to i'm
2: not sure if i've lost or or if i've been lost can anyone hear me listeners ah Okay, so it's not. Right. Mary, I'm not sure listeners can hear you. I can't hear you at the moment. Um, So if you need to, please do call back in. So maybe I'll disconnect you and call back in. Hello? Oh. Oh. Mary, oh. you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Hi. Hi again. Yeah, I can hear yeah. you. Yeah. So right, carry on. So you cut you just sort of cut off. You talked about the the mug of tea um FaceTime with yeah. friends, and so that's an example. Even talking um to
0: friends, going for walks, um, that's for me. Sometimes even when I'm at work, um, if I do feel like I am feeling overwhelmed um I sometimes I will take time out and I allow myself to have that time um and I try I've learned that a happy teacher is a happy class if I show up for myself I can't show up for my class and if you are not okay you will not be an effective teacher you will not be able to children know as well
2: one thing of course they do they pick it up don't they
0: yeah and the thing with me is that I've been in secondary. So before I came to primary, I was in secondary, and a lot of the work that I did was around mental health. Mm -hmm. And I found that when you are taking care of yourself, children know, they know, young people know. And when they see that you are loving yourself, they know that you will be able to also love them also. And I think it's helped me because... I generally can say that I get to do the job that I love every day. Like I will choose this, this job over and over and over again. And the only reason why I'm able to do it and do it effectively is because I've been able to take care of myself. And even with doing that, it, it during the pandemic, I was then able to also help the parents of my pupils um, because they found it very hard. And they didn't know how to take care of their child oh, and right. themselves. And these are things that I spoke about to them. And then they would be checking in with me to email me to make sure that I'd gone on a walk, that I'd taken time out and things like that as well.
2: Mm. Yeah. I think it's, we all, I guess, need a reminder from time to time that actually yeah. when we don't look after ourselves, ourselves, then that impacts on what we bring to the classroom and kids, as we know, whether they're, five years old or 10 or 15 they know they get that energy um they pick up that energy they pick up you know the sense that we are unhappy or we're tired or we're drained and and they they just feed off of that and the more we look after ourselves the better we are um for For doing our job for everything
0: yeah not only your job um you can then be effective and Help others as well. Like I, energy is contagious. Like if you're in a workspace and you are feeling down and low because you haven't been taking care of yourself, you come into a room. That energy is going to be contagious, and it's being able to pour into myself. I'm then able to pour into others. Like when my other colleagues are feeling heavy or they're feeling down, I they can come to me and they're like, you know what? When I come to your classroom it's like a happy space. And mm. my, if my kids, like we have um, emotions to show how we're feeling, if they see that I'm in any, like the um, green zone is when you're happy, yellow zones, like when you're a bit tired, blue zone, I let them know how I feel throughout the day. Yeah. And if they see I'm in a zone, maybe the yellow zone, they come and ask me, they say, miss, are you okay? Is there anything mm. we-, we can help you? And even if I'm tired or I'm having a bad day, I will tell them this is not okay today. And they're like, don't worry about like, they." I have that transparency with them. Mm-hmm. I have learned to be transparent. And then they'll. I know then, okay, Mary, you need to make sure when you go home, maybe have an early night. Maybe I, then question myself, am I overworking? Am I doing too much? And then I have to then not feel bad because I feel as teachers, we tend to feel bad for putting ourselves first absolutely and I think that's something that I've had to learn that we
2: should not absolutely I couldn't agree more yeah when I was again when I was doing you know I was just reading some blog posts and some articles and there was this I guess it. What kept kept coming up was this theme of that you know self care has always been looked at as selfish or no. it's superficial or you know it's just I guess it's just for likes or it's a trend but actually when we think about it, especially particularly as as teachers and and as people who work in a in a school um, without it we're just we, we will burn out and we yeah. know that burnout is so common in teaching becoming yeah. more and more common because of how. I guess how demanding this this job is. Of course.
0: And the thing is self-care you're looking after yourself so you can look after somebody else. That yeah. is not selfish. In fact, you're putting someone up because you're thinking if I'm okay, we're both okay. Mm. If I go to if I I remember when I first started teaching I was so burnt I, I could not be effective. I was not effective because I was not taking care of myself. Yeah. I was not. Sleep is important. We need energy. We need to be productive. You need to
2: rest. It's just, it's, I don't know. I mean, just thinking about like social media now, it's funny that you said self-care can look like taking an evening away from social media. I think social media has become our best friends, but also um, sometimes when we look at it and we, we just constantly see um, negative reflections of ourselves and things that we're going through. Um, mm. And maybe that's a positive thing because then we we there are people that we can reach out to. But, you know, th- there are just thinking about something like that, so simple, could be effective for so many different people. I know that when I come home in the evening, straight onto my phone, my fingers are hurting within that <laughs> the next hour. <laughs>
0: that is so funny yeah i think yeah just you will just find yourself looking on twitter just just scheming through but do you know one thing i've with social media i think social media is effective and however when it's used correctly Yeah. yeah like if you yourself feel that it's getting to, you, or like certain things are triggering. I think that's part of self-care from putting your phone down is self-care. So a social media detox is self-care. That's what I think. I always feel if anything is over, I will just, I think it's fine. It's more Mm. than fine to have a social media detox. I think if anything, I think it's healthy. Yeah. It's healthy because the thing is with social media, it can, sometimes it doesn't, um, paint a true picture mm. of what's really going on and that's what people need to always remember That is social media it's media it's a device yes it has a yeah. purpose but it's not real life
2: yeah in because a lot
0: when of you cases, put the it phone isn't. down is it, we, we are then in real life it's real life so I think it is effective, definitely it's an effective tool because I've been able to connect with some amazing people, meet some amazing people um through social media. So I would say it does have its tools. however, using it appropriately and effectively, and knowing when to step away from it and it's okay, like cool. we make some friends I have they don't use any social media until the weekend. Monday to Friday, there's no social media Saturday and Sunday. Is when they um, have social. That I have time. Twitter. Yeah, I don't have Instagram. People always ask me, "Oh my gosh, you don't?" I'm like, "Yeah, I do not have Instagram." But that's self care. That's how I take care of myself. That is self-
2: yeah, and exactly. That. Yeah, it is. It is. It's unique to everyone, isn't it? It's individual, as yeah. we said. It's um, personalised. Yeah. I- Exactly. And how do you think schools then can support staff with this? Because um, I feel like it's often, it's often, well-being is often, you know, oh, we're going to do this activity or we're going to have a quiz or something like that. And yeah, those are fun. But actually, we were talking about in senior leadership the other day, well-being for staff. How do you think schools support, should support?
0: I think, I like that you use the word should support because I don't feel that they are supporting people enough Mm. Um, and I think what happens is that people will burn themselves out and then they they're scared to go and tell um the leadership in their school that they're not okay or they're struggling Mm. or Mm. things are hard one thing I've learned be transparent um over the Christmas holiday I had two um deaths that happened and I went and oh, spoke sorry to my manager, no it's fine it, these, this isn't part of life part of life and I went and spoke to my manager, my head teacher, and I told her, this is what has happened and I said, I'm not going to burn myself out this um, term and I even wrote her an email saying that the well-being of me and my class that's all I care about mm. So I'm doing this and I'm telling you so that I'm okay and I can be effective. And I said, at any point that I feel is becoming too much for me, yeah. I'm going to let you know. Because all I saw was loads and loads of meetings and then I felt very overwhelmed. But yeah. then I learned self-care is me going and saying that, you know what, this term, the workload, I need to go a bit easier on myself just so that I can be there. Because if not, if I'm overwhelmed, my class is not going to, I won't be effective at all to
2: anyone. And I think that's this. I, that's very brave of you because I know that there are staff. If we, you just look at Twitter um, yeah. to see that there are staff who are very afraid of doing something similar yeah. to that.
0: I used to be the same. But yeah. I learned that because when I got burnt out, and even if you go on my page, my running page, um, I'm dedicating to the run to two people. One of those people mm. was a teacher who passed away. Mm. and had mental health issues and got burnt out so I learned from her we're the same age I learned from her not you have to show up for yourself yeah. you have to care about yourself
2: yeah I mean I couldn't agree more if I'm honest with you um and I think that this is what it's about isn't it I guess it's you having or being equipped of the tools to be able to either you know, take the steps that you need for yourself or talking to someone who can then help you with those steps because um, we just know that it's just becoming more and more common now of burnout, of being drained, of being, you know.
0: People, um, I'm fed up of people having to put on a strong narrative. Um, Like, if you're not okay, you're not okay. (laughs) Like, everybody has times when they're not okay. Yeah, And sometimes you need to lean on others and that's fine because sometimes people would need to lean on you mm. and I just feel like as teachers we need to stop being so hard on ourselves we are too hard and we our job is we do such an amazing we're raising the future generation the next min, prime ministers doctors lawyers teachers Um, we are raising those people and we need to be setting them an example and I always think to myself what would I if I was that child or that child was um came to me and said, Miss, I'm not feeling okay, um, I'm tired, all of these things, what would I say to that child? That's how I talk to myself? Yeah. What would I tell, what would you tell your students? What if they came to you and they said to you that they're um not feeling they're not sleeping, they haven't been eating um they're just at home in their room alone and oh. um, always on social media what advice would you give them the same way you talk to them you have to talk to yourself. to yourself like that even the plant that i was telling you about nurturing you nurture your students nurture yourself we lead by example they learn from us children yes. are like a sponge yeah it's soak up And they're like um, factories, we pour, a factory's empty, you fill it with what you want. Mm -hmm. You fill those children, and when I'm telling you, children will learn from you, they will want to learn from you. Like, I've learned, they will. When they see that you're transparent and they see how you take care of yourself, they want to be around you.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely yeah it's, it's infectious it's yes. infectious Mary yeah. I'm just going to go to the eight forty-five news if yeah. I can ask you to stay on the line because I want you to share some top tips with listeners absolutely fine we'll be right back after this
3: are you looking to take your phonics practice forward then Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised is the program for you created by two schools with an excellent track record in phonics Teachers Talk Radio is delighted to support Winston's Wish, the UK's childhood bereavement charity. Winston's Wish supports children and their families after the death of a parent or sibling. They provide emotional and practical bereavement support. Expert teams also provide online resources, specialist publications and training for professionals. Find out more about Winston's Wish and pledge your support at www.winstonswish.org
1: This is Teachers Talk Radio and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn
4: In Scotland, Tory MSP Gilliam Simpson is calling for the government to guarantee exams will go ahead as planned following the Scottish Education Secretary's statement on Sunday that the very latest that the decision can be made is the end of March. Mr Simpson said, The SNP must assure every pupil in Lanarkshire that they will be able to sit their exams this year as planned. Another year of exam chaos is unthinkable given the uncertainty pupils have endured over the last couple of years. Our young people, teachers and parents in Lanarkshire cannot be left in the dark until the end of March. That is far too late to make a decision. East Co-Bride MSP Colette Stevenson said, the government have stated the intention is for national five higher and advanced higher exams to take place in the spring. These plans will only change if there is significant disruption across the country And exams will only be cancelled if public health advice says they can't go ahead. Experts in Nigeria are predicting a bleak future for education in 2022. Despite the government allocating more money to education this year, they believe that strike action threatened by the Academic Staff Union of Universities, persistent banditry within Nigeria, and poor funding suggest a bleak future for education. According to Richard Es, an education consultant, one of the greatest challenges facing education in Nigeria is inadequate funding at all levels of governance. No government in Nigeria has been able to meet the 20% UNICEF recommendation to be allocated to education. Some experts attribute the problem of banditry to inadequate funding of education and think the government need to rethink education funding to provide a way out of impending disaster. In Uganda, the government has ended the world's longest school closure. 15 million pupils have not attended school in Uganda since March 2020, when classrooms were closed as COVID-19 swept the world. The Education Minister has said that all students will automatically resume classes a year above where they left off. Child rights groups have criticised Uganda's decision to keep schools closed for 83 weeks longer than the rest of the world. However, Ugandans have been slow to get jabbed. According to the National Planning Authority, up to 30% of students are not expected to return to school as a result of teen pregnancy, early marriage and child labour. This has been your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn.
1: This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk
5: Radio. Last week I looked at some free apps for the New Year's resolution of getting fit and healthy. This week I tried a few things out and I'm ready to present my findings. First up the free version of My Fitness Pal. There's an old age saying that 90% of fitness is in the kitchen. If you want to get in shape you have to have the right building blocks to do so. With this in mind I set out to log everything I ate and for good measure I even broke out the scales to get portion sizes correct. My first discovery is that 45 grams of granola the recommended portion size is nothing like the portion i've been having in fact i'd go as far as to say that it wouldn't even fill a hamster realizing i was eating three or four times the portion i was supposed to has made me think about my other choices so i ate the recommended 45 grams and logged the milk i was surprised how easy it was to find foods in the search feature even supermarket brands the app gave me a calorie target based on my weight height and goal i'd chosen as I had a coffee, I decided to map out my day and stick to it to stop myself cheating. After a week of tracking, I reviewed what I was eating. I could see where most fat and calories were coming from, allowing me to consider, I'm not promising anything, where I could make changes. The question you want me to answer is, did I lose weight? The answer is yes, but I think my next experiment had the most impact on that. Over the break, I managed to fall asleep watching TV and woke up to an infomercial on a DVD box set to get fit in 60 days. 60 days sounds quite quick, but thinking about it, it's practically two months. However, I did a bit of research and found a program that didn't need any weights or equipment, just floor space. I picked up the Insanity Workout series for around £35 on Amazon. My thinking being you'd pay that for a month in a gym and I get to keep this forever. Now, I will confess, I do consider myself quite fit already. However, nothing could have prepared me for this. With Sean T the amazing energetic coach screaming dig deeper and about 20 fitness professionals bouncing around what looked like a high school gym. I've spent 45 minutes a day for the past six days jumping, stretching, squatting and definitely sweating. Being honest, I was ready to tap out after the warm-up on day one. I'm not going to lie, I used muscles I don't think I've ever used. By day three, even sitting still and lying in bed at night hurt. After pushing through today on day seven, a rest day, the pain has subsided and I feel great. I just have one word of warning. If you're looking to do something like this, the long walk from the car park with a load of books may be impossible in the first week. Read the disclaimer, this is not to be taken lightly. In conclusion, I can't see myself keeping up my fitness pal once the novelty wears off, but it has made me look at my diet. A DVD fitness program for me is great finding 45 minutes is not always easy and if you want to try before you buy if you're a member of netflix or prime already there's programs on there which are already in your subscription next week we're back to tech for teaching i'm steve woods and this was two minute tech two minute
1: tech with steve woods your tech briefing on teachers talk live from london this is the lake show with genevieve bent on teachers talk radio
2: Good evening and welcome back to The Late Show with me, Genevieve Bent. It is Friday evening, it's not Thursday evening. Hopefully you noticed, but yeah, it's lovely to be back on the radio. This is my first show of the year, of course. If you are listening live, please do follow the hashtag #TTRadio, Radio. Text in and let me know where you're listening from, of course. Say hello and connect with us on Twitter if you haven't already. That's at TT Radio 2022. And we are looking forward to a really great year here on Teacher Talk Radio. Another fantastic year led by, of course, our fantastic lead um, and founder and creator, Tom Rogers. Um, But tonight we are talking about self care and. Uh, I've got special guest Mary O'Kello with me who has been navigating us through the world of self-care and of course what self-care looks like to her, taking care of well-being and thinking about how we can improve our, our overall state of well-being as teachers because we know that it takes a lot out of us. Mary, are you still with me? Yes, I'm here. Hi, how are you? I'm good, I'm happy to be on the show yes i'm happy to have you on it, it i'm really enjoying our discussion and um, we've got blessing who has texted in saying hi i'm listening from croydon yes blessing where i'm coming straight from croydon too um and anyone else please do let me know um where you're listening from and if you're listening back i hope that you're enjoying the show of course we had some ads there from some of our sponsors we had the friday news and, of course, we had um, our two-minute tech. So, um, Mary, now you were sharing with us about ways that schools can support or should support, and you also, you also talked about some of your um, self-care methods yourself. Do you want to just, um, for any listeners who have just um, joined us in the live studio, did you want to just remind us um, about what self-care really is?
0: Yes. Um, so just to... Say so at the beginning what I said, um, I said self-care looks different to everybody, um, but self-care is taking care of yourself, but showing up for you each and every day. Yeah. Um, and however you practice self-care, that's your way of taking care, nurturing yourself.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Being kind to yourself.
2: Yeah, being kind to ourselves. I think yeah. that's something that all of us need to think about for twenty twenty two especially after the last two years that we've all had yeah yeah so um I guess I mean we're coming to the end of our set of our conversation I've really enjoyed talking to you it's been so easy um um, but do
0: this is the first time I've done this so but I really enjoyed it and I'm just happy It's something I'm very passionate about so yeah it's been nice to have a conversation about
2: it Yes. Yes. I can tell how passionate you are. It really does come across and I'm sure um, the listeners would agree. And for anyone who just joined the live studio, uh, Mary is on Twitter. You can find her at Princess Akello with an A, Akello. Um, So Mary, do you have any self-care top tips then?
0: Yes. So my top tips, um, number one, show up for yourself each and every day. That's the first thing number two what i usually do um i always start my morning with um either reading an inspirational quote Mm -hmm. or i listen to something motivating something inspiring it could be something so like 10 minutes or five minutes but i always start my day with that Mm. and be around people who make you happy people who make you feel good energy is contagious so be around people who make you happy. Iron sharpens iron. So if you yes. people around you, they're going to uplift you. So even on the days where you can't show up for yourself, they will be there to show up for you. And that's the way of practicing self-care. Um, and the last one, learn to say no. Mm, yes. Be bound <laughs> no is no. If you can't do it, you cannot do it. You are not an elastic band. An elastic band can break. Do not overstretch yourself. Do what you can with what you have while you can. And I'll leave it as that.
2: Yep. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. I love the last one. Um, learn to say no. I think it's definitely something that I've been learning to do. <laughs> learning to say no. Because I, I just love saying yes. I'm not going to lie to you. I do love saying yes. Um, but we can't do everything. We cannot do everything.
0: i cannot there's not enough time and you're one
2: just, exactly there is just one person and actually talking about an elastic band and breaking elastic bands mm-hmm. I am a science teacher so I thought I'd you know that was a little nice science reference there for any <laughs> of the science teachers who are listening we've got hook's law reference there you know limit of um pro- I've, why have I even forgotten my words Oh my goodness, elastic limit, limit of proportionality, um, <laughs> there yeah Naomi has texted in saying limit of proportionality, um, yes Hook's Law, elastic band reference, once you a- apply too much force that elastic bands will no longer return to original shape, it will break. Um, Naomi, good evening Naomi, thank you for joining us this evening. <laughs> um, Mary, it's been really really great listening and listening to you know your thoughts listening to your journey even I mean the fact that you were secondary teacher and you moved into primary Um that transition is really interesting do you have any um anything else that you want to share with listeners
0: um just to say that don't allow people to lie to you and tell you that self-care is selfish no mm-hmm. self-care isn't selfish that's the last thing
2: yeah yeah, yeah, lovely. And we've got a question here from Tom. Actually, this is about your transition from secondary to primary. How did you find it?
0: Um, I was in a mental health, so I worked first in a mental health um, school. Um, mm. I think it was, I think when you're passionate about something, you, no matter, you, you're able, the transition is always smooth because you're doing what you want to do. So I didn't find it. Obviously, it's different in terms of being nurturing and in terms of the demands. Yeah. But other than that, it's I've always been passionate about um working with young people, um, working with children. So for me, it was fine. It was fine.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. And maybe you can share it on another show. Yeah. Um share a little bit more about your particular journey. Because I'm sure there are lots of people um who are who would be interested in that. He said which do, do you I- prefer?
0: okay um I love primary I love yeah
2: yes no going back then
0: and the funny thing is the secondary they still come to visit me so so I'm in contact with them so it's yeah they'll come and see me
2: yeah oh that's really nice
0: but I do love primary yeah nothing can beat primary primary is yeah it's good
2: Lovely. I mean, I, I, I'm not sure it's something that I would ever do myself. I, I need the patience, if I'm honest. Oh, you, but um, yeah, it's yeah, it's good. Um, good, good. Mary, thank you so much for spending part of your treasured, um, Friday evening with me and with listeners. It's been really enjoyable, um, just to converse with you and you know discuss this theme, discuss this topic, talking about self care. Um, thank you so much.
0: Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Of course.
2: yeah, Of course. And again, if you want to put your, text your handle in to the live studio, please do. And people, if you're listening, listen. well, listeners, you're obviously listening, <laughs> um, but, but please do follow her. She is doing a run for a mental health and um, to raise money for mental health. Um, yeah. So yeah, follow and sponsor if you can.
0: Yes. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you. Bye. Bye. So that was Mary Okello, my first and only guest of my first show for 2022. Um, Like I said, it was really enjoyable to talk to her. She obviously has a lot of passion when it comes to, um, you know, self-care, mental health, well-being. And so she talks about some top tips about showing up for yourself, um, you know, saying no, things like that. And I wanted to, I guess, maybe share a little bit more of some tips that, you know, maybe could help someone who's listening or listening back. But certainly if you are in the live studio, please do text in and let me know what your self-care, um, you know, what you'd like to do to look after yourself. And Mary talks about uh, taking a break from social media. I know that's something that I need to do um, from time to time. Last year, uh, I'm sure this was the case for loads of people, but during the pandemic, was it last year? No, oh my gosh, I meant 2020. Wow, time flies. Well, maybe I guess a little bit of 2021 too, but certainly my, you know, the updates that uh, for anyone who has um, an iPhone, the updates they give you on a Monday morning, they really do humble you. So I think i spent spent like something like nine, 10, 11 hours a day on my phone or screen time on my phone why am I spending that much time on my phone? Don't I have a job? Don't I have work to do? Um, so that would be um a top tip, <laughs> I guess Seema is texting in saying, same. Yeah, honestly, it's too much. Why am I spending so much time on my phone for someone who is um employed full time? I don't know. Um, but thinking about pulling up your <laughs> pulling up your calendar, exactly, Tom. He's texting in saying you have TTR shows to listen to. <laughs> blessing I said don't you have work Jen yes I absolutely have work um so I really don't know what I was thinking if I'm honest with you um but some other self-care activities so fitness I know that was one that Mary mentioned scheduling time into your day even if it's just 10 minutes centered around yourself um so for me waking up each morning I follow the same routine it's reading and listening to the bible each morning and i do the same thing before i go into bed each night i love inspirational quotes so i do love to post those on my instagram as well Um, and i know blessing who's listening to the live studio she um loves quotes loves inspirational quotes and they really do make a difference um but eating (laughs) eating something good is a form of self-care i love I went off food recently actually, this is really weird. So I was eating nothing but ramen noodles, soup for literally like, I don't know, about t- 10 to 12 days. I didn't want anything else. I couldn't, f- I didn't fancy anything else. Um, so it was literally just ramen. And then weirdly enough, like Niseko, so like the non-alcoholic version of Prosecco, it was ramen and Niseko. I know some a really weird diet, but eating good food, um, makes a huge difference okay um watching tv but not binge watching so watching something that is I don't know um just not going in front of the tv every single day and being brain dead when you come home because I know that is something that a lot of teachers fall into because we just don't have in the energy just don't have the energy but certainly um taking time out to either watch tv or read a good book or or doing something like that that we enjoy doing and that we're taking and we're um, nurturing ourselves with, even if it's something like a, a really, a really good David Attenborough docu- documentary. Um, blessing is texting in, saying, telling myself that I'm doing my best and believing it has been helpful for me. Absolutely, blessing. Um, it's so easy to give ourselves a tough time after everything that we've been through, and certainly because we know, you know, we're probably not where we want to be at this point. Um, telling ourselves that we are doing a good enough job is just going to be so important for all of us, isn't it? Um, books also provide me with a bit of escapism. So books is my, reading is probably my number one um, thing to do for self-care. I love reading. I've, I've talked about it all the time. Um, on I say all the time. I mean, I've talked about it on many, many shows. Um, but reading Anything if i 'm honest with you, whether it's fiction non fiction short stories um his historical long his big histor- historical books um I just love reading and i'm doing setting myself a goal this year where i 'm reading at least two books a month and i'm doing book reviews so i'm currently reading and I think blessing and I talked about this um, possibly doing a little bit of a a book club um meeting. Seema has texted in Seema, um, one of our teachers talk radio um hosts and geniuses, um has texted in saying, I've started watching TV less and found that I now have time to read and stop, listen to podcasts, etc. Whereas before I never thought I had the time to even read a book. Yeah, I mean I agree with you, Seema. It's just so easy to come in after school, after a long day, and just sit in front of the TV. And if I'm honest with you, I've done that for maybe three out of four or three out of five evenings this week, just going, um, coming in, going to going to freshen up, whatever, going into bed and then just watching TV. And it's not a great pattern if we're all honest with ourselves. It might feel good because we're not doing any work, but it's not a great pattern. It's certainly not r- the best example of self-care. Um, and Thomas Hexton saying, yeah, slumping, exactly. Literally just slumping, zombie um, behavior in front of the TV. Although saying that, there has been some good stuff on Emmerdale recently. Um, I don't know if anyone watches Emmerdale. Everyone always cusses me for watching Emmerdale, but I love it. And uh, there's been some good drama on Emmerdale recently. Last night's episodes—that's two—were very, very um, interesting. And oh, yeah, I've got my blood pressure up. Um, but just. <laughs> Sima said she doesn't but you're secretly northern if you watch that. Um maybe I am. Most of my family I actually reside up north. They reside in Yorkshire so maybe it's a little bit of a Yorkshire thing rubbing off on me, Sima. Um but just going back to I know Tom talks about regularly talks about um you know burnout and and teacher stress and things like that. And and just looking at some statistics. Now these are statistics that I wasn't one 100% sure whether they were from the UK or from the US, but actually I think it's still very relevant. Um <laughs> Blessing is texting saying, I cannot take your love of Emmerdale I love Emmerdale It's always, well, it's not always. I had to drop out of it a little for a little while, but I'm back in and it's it's got me again. But it said, Over 40% of teachers report feeling high stress every day during the school year. And I was talking to a colleague today, and she is fairly new to teaching, and she was just saying, you know, um. It's not, teaching isn't like any other job. And and we always get teach, you know, we always get bashed in the press and things like that for saying, for for being honest about our vocation. But actually we're being honest. It's not a a dramatic performance. We're not um, catastrophizing. We are being genuine in saying that it is stressful. It's a stressful, stressful job at times. It's a great job. It's a fantastic job at times but it also comes with lots of stress. And um, she was just saying, you know, um, in other jobs, you might be accountable for two or three or four people, but now I'm accountable for 200 people. And she literally said that to me and I was just like, yeah, that's exactly. Um, And when you put it like that, maybe, maybe then the everyday person starts to understand a little bit of why teaching can be, or, I don't know, I don't want to say can be, but teaching is allowed to be, um, you know, this point of stress for for so many of us. Um, but things like lack of resources, behavioural problems, as we know, accountability for tests, all these sorts of things. Um, they leave, you know, when they're left as they are, this stress leads to burnout and, and, and high turnover. And so I guess so the whole point of this show was to talk about why self-care can be one of the best strategies for managing stress and for looking after ourselves and as Mary said we are like plants we are living organisms just like a plant is and we need to be watered we need to be fed we need sunlight we certainly need sunlight we saw that with Covid and the link between Covid-19 and vitamin D but just wanted to know I just wanted to know what people do to look after their self, and um for anyone who is on Twitter and follows phoenix um Nick she has said she said to me, you know it to, she asks herself two questions: how is she feeling and what does she need and I think that's really important um I guess when reflecting on it. It's not something that we do day to day, but how are you feeling? And what do you need two really powerful questions when done properly so self-care is fluid she said the things that we practice change according to mood energy and outside influences and the key to self care i love this part the key to self care is self-awareness really nice really really nice um and i definitely i just wanted to show sh- why can't i speak i just wanted to share that because i thought it was very powerful what she said Um, yeah, very powerful. And I think I'm going to ask myself that question even more, but, um, yeah, one of those most powerful things for me is talking to myself and telling myself that I deserve good things. I, you know, I deserve a life of luxury, which I do. Okay. I deserve a life of luxury. I really do. Um, and it will come soon. Okay. Um, but talking to yourself and talking to yourself with kindness and with love um and i guess another thing for me is shopping i i like to buy stuff um and i don't really know if that's a form of self-care but it's certainly a form of retail therapy no um i love buying things i love buying clothes um spending money is a form of self-care to me (laughs) um just need to earn it first that that's the issue. So. Just one thing that has I've seen has been popular on, uh, on the edgy Twitter timeline this year has been about a, like a bit of a rainy day box or a rainy day jar or a positive jar, positivity jar. And it's just um, assembling like a jar and putting lots of um positive things in there so maybe an email from parents a thank you note from a kid or something like that or something that you did well and putting them in and reading them at the end of the year and i haven't i I looked at it and i thought it's a really nice idea but it's not something that i wanted to try but just thinking about today maybe it's something that i want to do last year i did at the end of last year i didn't I don't, I didn't do one of those um, 2021 recap videos or 2021 wrapped videos. Um, But I did do a little recap of like my four key moments. And one of them was getting the vaccine. That was one of my key moments last year. And one of them was the, anyway, so there were four four key moments. And I guess looking to the end of 2022, having a jar and reading back through the most, positive highlights of the year is something that actually sounds very very appealing Um, so maybe that's something that you want to do as a a form of self-care and maybe it's something that um, although you might not see the benefit in it now maybe you think about how is that going to make you feel at the end of 2022 because certainly that brings some a a big um, I guess a big umbrella of positivity I know it will at the at the time that I decide to read that. And Seema is texting in saying, yes, I'm looking at five star holidays that I definitely can't afford. Sima, you and me both. I literally look at holidays every other day. Um, yeah, I'm booking this, yeah, I'm booking this. Said to mum and sister, we deserve a, a trip away this summer. We said, we're gonna book it. It's not booked, but there you go. Um, Sima said yes we do that at work we have a memory jar and put in hilarious events that have happened we spend the end of the year just laughing and reminiscing um that sounds really nice science team um i think one person's listening from the science team today Namie. um may, i don't know what do you think about that should we do that that sounds like a really nice idea thank you Seema. and blessing has texted in saying i'm doing that this year i think we should do it it sounds really really lovely um, and sometimes she said, Blessing says sometimes you can't see how you spent your year because it's all a blur, but the jar will help, to, help you to remember, definitely. I just thinking about 2021, the four key moments were the four things that I remembered, but actually there was lots more. There were lots of things that we, that we did that we just don't remember because it felt so long ago. And maybe we need to record it and document it a lot better. Um, Naomi is texting insane saying for sure. Right, let's do it, Naomi. We'll get a jar um, and, and get in the prep room <laughs> on Monday or sometime next week. I don't know. Um, right, so the last thing that I wanted to kind of share, finding old cars from students is so wholesome. So wholesome. Oh my goodness. I cannot speak right now. I must be tired. It's the teacher tired um, creeping in. Um, Naomi said finding old cards from students is so wholesome. Yeah, I agree. I keep them all if I'm honest. There's a there's a note that I've got from a current sixth former that she left me in year eleven. <laughs> um Tom's laughing. Um a note that she left me uh at the end of her year eleven and she stayed on at six form and I left it in my hallway, it's on my con- console table. And every time I pass it, and I might catch a quick glance on my way out in the morning. It just it's really, it's just really, really nice. Um, So, yeah, wholeheartedly agree with that one. I've been talking for a long time, haven't I? Um, (laughs) You guys are keeping me company this Friday evening. I'm absolutely living for it. Of course, this is my new slot. Um, So, yes, uh, Friday nights, you and me, once a month. Uh, Looking forward to that one, enjoying that one currently. Um, Now, before I share my last thing for this evening's show with you, and it is, you know it is to do with self-care and it is to do with um uh looking after ourselves but also actually uh, a damp squib of an article i say damp squib because that's how tes <laughs> refer to it as um, i'm just going to play the adverts in the news for quarter past nine be right with you after this
3: are you looking to take your phonics practice forward then little wandle letters and sounds revised is the program for you Teachers Talk Radio is delighted to support Winston's Wish, the UK's childhood bereavement charity. Winston's Wish supports children and their families after the death of a parent or sibling. They provide emotional and practical bereavement support. Expert teams also provide online resources, specialist publications and training for professionals. Find out more about Winston's Wish and pledge your support at www.winstonswish.org
1: This is Teachers Talk Radio and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn
4: In Scotland, Tory MSP Gideon Simpson is calling for the government to guarantee exams will go ahead as planned following the Scottish Education Secretary's statement on Sunday that the very latest that the decision can be made is the end of March. Mr Simpson said, the SNP must assure every pupil in Lanarkshire that they will be able to sit their exams this year as planned. Another year of exam chaos is unthinkable given the uncertainty pupils have endured over the last couple of years. Our young people, teachers, and parents in Lanarkshire cannot be left in the dark until the end of March. That is far too late to make a decision. East Co-Bride MSP Colette Stevenson said the government have stated the intention is for national five higher and advanced higher exams to take place in the spring. These plans will only change if there is significant disruption across the country and exams will only be cancelled if public health advice says they can't go ahead. Experts in Nigeria are predicting a bleak future for education in 2022. Despite the government allocating more money to education this year, they believe that strike action threatened by the Academic Staff Union of Universities, persistent banditry within Nigeria and poor funding suggest a bleak future for education. According to Richard Es, an education consultant, one of the greatest challenges facing education in Nigeria is inadequate funding at all levels of governance. No government in Nigeria has been able to meet the 20% UNICEF recommendation to be allocated to education. Some experts attribute the problem of banditry to inadequate funding of education and think the government need to rethink education funding to provide a way out of impending disaster. In Uganda, the government has ended the world's longest school closure. 15 million pupils have not attended school in Uganda since March 2020, when classrooms were closed as COVID-19 swept the world. The Education Minister has said that all students will automatically resume classes a year above where they left off. Child rights groups have criticised Uganda's decision to keep schools closed for 83 weeks longer than the rest of the world. However, Ugandans have been slow to get jabbed. According to the National Planning Authority, up to 30% of students are not expected to return to school as a result of teen pregnancy, early marriage and child labour. This has been your latest Teachers Talk Radio news with Gail Glenn.
1: Live from London, this is The Late Show with Genevieve Bent on Teachers Talk Radio.
2: Good evening everyone. Welcome back to the last segment of The Late Show with me, Genevieve Bent, my new monthly slot on a Friday evening. I'm really, really happy to have you listening um, and in the live studio this evening. I've really enjoyed the show. I had special guest Mary Achello, who was with me talking about self-care as a teacher or as a school um, staff member, of course. We're not, it's not just teachers, it's teachers teaching assistants and um librarians and anyone you know medical staff anyone else who works in a school um we are discussing how we look after ourselves um so the last couple of things I wanted to share before I end the show was just (laughs) this was funny um this was so before I talk about the last bit of self-care this was talking about um uh, I said damp squib before the news break because this is a term that was used in the TES article and it's all about the former teachers coming forward to help with the teacher shortage. Now I don't know about anyone else, um, raise your hand and say "I," either physically in your front rooms or <laughs> text it into the live studio. But I wonder how many people have actually had former teachers sign up to come and plug the workforce gap now there's been a lot of fanfare to say oh it's a large number large number of signed up um but initial data showing that actually 485 former teachers have come forward now actually that's 485 wonderful people wonderful retired teachers who have come out of retirement or who have um you know joined uh teaching again from a different profession i don't know but that's that's amazing 485 people have given their time to um to come back to schools but you think about that number and that number sounds like a dip in the ocean when the statistics showed that 44,000 teachers were absent from schools last week so the reason why they called it the damp squib um I guess, I don't know, initiative is because it really was a damp squib. Um, Not very many people in comparison actually, you know, came forward. And 485 former teachers came forward. That has been amazing. But the the initiative really was a damp squib. So um, with all that in mind, I'm going to do a... What am I going to do? I don't know. I'm going to do a bit of a comedy. Oh, I like that sound. Um And then the second contender that TES has said is a Damp Squib Award is the National Tutoring Programme. So lots of, we all know if we're working in schools that lots and lots of pupils are benefiting from catch-up tutoring. Um, But actually statistics have also shown that 52,000 of the 302,000 courses are actually under that scheme. So that's another comedy. That's another Damp Squib. Woo! So um, right, before we end the show, uh, I just wanted to say again, um, how important self-care is, okay? Now we are coming to the end of this show and I think that lots of wonderful ideas have been shared, both from listeners texting in, but also from my very special guest, um, Mary O'Kello. But I just wanted to remind us to to anyone who's listening live, or to anyone who's listening back, that self-care looks like six fundamental elements, physical, psychological, emotional, spiritual, social, and professional. And as a teacher, we know that the life of a teacher can be draining, and we often don't make enough time for ourselves day to day. Um, Whether it's exam season, whether it's the pandemic, whether it's um, deadlines that are creeping up, whether it's duties, overloads, whatever it is, self-care often gets forget forgotten about or taken for granted. Um, and as Mary said, self-care is not selfish. So the one thing that I wanted to share and remind listeners of is making time for yourself each and every day. And that time can be anywhere from eight to ten minutes to half an hour to two hours i mean that's a luxury that many of us don't probably have um day to day but certainly at least 10 minutes of your day we are centering around yourself learning to cherish those moments of course um, and cherish that time of yourself until they become a habit um, and I can't remember I mean anyone who's listening can tell me I can't remember how many t- um, days it takes to form a new habit it might be 21 but 21 days to form a habit is not a long time in the grand scheme of things we've been through two years of a pandemic 21 days is enough time to give ourselves to make a habit that is centered around ourselves so spending that time making time for yourself each and every day and learning to to develop those self-care habits is only going to benefit all of us individually in the long run and hopefully as a profession who knows but thank you for listening i have really enjoyed the show and i'm so blessed to be able to say that lots of you um engaged and connected with me this evening remember if you are on social media, it's at TT Radio 2022, hashtag TT Radio. Please do head to the website, ttradio.org, where you can listen back to any of the shows by any of our hosts, um, including all of the one, why was I going to say 100? I don't know but hundreds of shows um, from 2021 um, that you may not have been able to, to listen to at the time. You can catch up with all of those and, of course, all the shows since the new year. And you can connect with me at Right. Thank you, everyone. Seema, thank you. She texted in saying, great having you back, Genevieve. It's great to be back. I've really enjoyed the show. Once a month, second Friday of every month, um, I'll be here with you, talking to you in your living rooms. Good night, and thank you once again. Have a wonderful evening and wonderful weekend.
1: You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.